Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we dive into real conversation about photography, business, and that sometimes messy thing we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. And now, let's dive into conversation. All right, well, I'm really excited to have my new friends, Joel and Amber Palmer, on the Boca podcast with me today. Thank you guys so much for making time to come chat with me. Yeah, Nathan, thanks so much for inviting us. This is really quite a privilege to be talking to you. Well, and uh, as I mentioned to you just before we hit the record button, I like the conversation to be a bit raw in nature. And so we we barely jumped on Skype and I hit the record button because I want everybody listening in to get to know you guys with me. Uh, before we dive into that kind of personal element, though, I want, if, if you don't mind, starting off with just kind of a, a bang, a big value add for our listeners, because we're going to be talking about the top, we're going to be discussing the topic of client experience, creating an incredible client experience later on in our conversation. Will you just give our listeners just a big piece of a nugget, if you will, that they can apply to their business immediately that will help improve their client's experience in their business? Sure. Yeah, definitely. So there are so many different things to do, but I think one of the easiest things is really um, taking the time to answer your emails quickly. So I know that there's a lot of people who struggle to keep their inbox clean, but we found in our experience, when you take care of your clients by responding quickly, it really builds that trust with them. And when you take care of them well on the little things, then they really trust you to take care of the big things as well. So just creating a system that lets you be timely with your response and timely with all of your customer experience, including emails, I think really, really sets a, sets the stage for them to build a solid trust. You know, it's one of those things in our day and age, people want it and they want it now. And so trying to get back to them as soon as possible kind of helps fill that as far as, you know, I don't really want to wait around for a day for it's just an email, right? Well, that's kind of that first step, that first little interaction that we get to have with them. So, yeah, it's really important to take care of them from the very, very start and then all the way uh, through the process as well. Okay, now this is a really interesting topic to me because one of the things that I've done over the years is to kind of minimize the amount of time that I'm spending in email and yes. push that to later in the day. So I guess the big question is how do you guys manage that immediate response um, or I guess balance the immediate response with kind of maintaining a, a bit of fresh air too, to have, have a life at the same time? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good yeah, question. That is a good question. So I admit when we first started, we were, we're still email ninjas, but literally I'd have my inbox open and as soon as that email came in, I'd reply to it. Um, but we have found a bit of a balance now. Um, so we have certain times throughout the day. Um, so maybe if I'm in between tasks and I'm getting ready to start something else, I'll just open the inbox. Um, I'll quick respond to a couple emails. Um, so that way I never open the inbox and it's just like a huge, huge pile of things to deal with that intimidates you. So that's really how we've done it. We've just kind of been strategic about when we answer. Um, and this kind of goes in with the client experience as well is we work really hard to provide a lot of resources and a lot of educations for our bride, um, for our brides. And so that way, we actually don't get a ton and a ton of emails because we've answered so many questions ahead of time. 
I love it. And that's very proactive in nature, both just simply the fact that you're being strategic about your approach, but then giving them that information up front so they don't have a million questions to be emailing or texting you with. So that's, I really love that. I'm sure we could dive even further into that and we may even come back to it a little bit later, but I want to get back to the, the kind of personal element of our conversation, because I, I have to say that one of the things that made me most excited about having you guys on the Boca podcast was just simply your energy. I know it's a bit of a new agey term, uh, kind of a hippie <laughs> term, if you will, but really just simply the idea of your energy, the energy that both of you exude individually and together was just incredible. And so our conversation, I, I got a chance to connect with you a couple of months ago in Nashville, but our conversation was extremely compelling. And I wanted to have you on the podcast to talk about what you're doing in your business. But how do you how do you create and then maintain that kind of energy and that chemistry consistently? Because I can only imagine, I mean, even even with the about us section of your website. I, I want to get to know you guys even better just from looking at that. How do you how do you create and maintain that kind of energy both individually as well as together uh, as a couple? Sure, sure. Um, so that's that's always been really interesting for us. You know, we're married. <clears throat> and so having uh, being business partners and being married can, <clears throat> can certainly be a challenge for some. Um, for us, we've really been able to build on that and to really make that work together. Um, so kind of the core of our business is really serving and loving on our couples. Um, and that's really derived from our faith. You know, we're not uh, shy at all about admitting that we're Christians and very, very proud of it. And so really being grounded in our faith um, gives us that ability to serve and to love each other well. In other words, it gives us the examples. It gives us, you know, how to do it and how to do it well. Um, and so building from that, that really helps us build a strong marriage. Um, and so because of our faith, we can have a really strong marriage, which then leads on to our, you know, running a business together. And so throughout the business, we're always trying to serve each other and to help each other and to love each other throughout the whole process. So on the wedding day, it's not like, oh, I can't believe I got to work with the same person again. No, it's super exciting. It's really good for us to be able to work together. Um, and so pretty much our entire process is built on that foundation, you know, the faith to the service to our marriage <clears throat> and then finally to our business. So if any one of those uh, links of that chain gets broken, there's probably going to be issues down the road that might come out on the wedding day or, you know, throughout our client experience or anything like that. So it's really important to keep keep that grounded. Um, and that's really what gives us the energy. You know, we really love what we do. It's so much fun working together because we do love each other, because we do, you know, have a really strong uh, marriage and strong foundation together. Um, so that really kind of helps us drive our experience. That really helps us drive um, what we do and, and what it looks like. And I'll also add too, I think our, our personalities and our strengths really complement each other. So Joel's actually an engineer by day. So he's very technical. Um, he has that big picture mind and I'm very detailed. Um, and so we just feed off of each other. And I think just the energy that we have and the chemistry we have, um, we just complement each other so well, both in our marriage and in life and in business. And it's really worked well for us. And that's not necessarily something that just happened. That was something that we really have to work through and to talk through all the time. You know, there's certain areas that I have strengths. There's certain areas that Amber has strengths. Um, and so instead of just kind of saying, oh, I'm going to do this one because I think I'm going to be good at it. Let's sit down and talk about like, hey, who, who really should take on this task? You know, certain things are pretty obvious as far as, you know, hey, I started writing emails way, way back when before Amber joined the picture. Um, and then once she did, it was, all right, I think you're probably better at writing these emails and responding like we <laughs> talked uh, in a timely manner. You know, I, I get really good at procrastinating. And so, you know, three days later, oh, I haven't written that person back. Um, whereas Amber is super consistent and super quick as far as writing back. So it was a pretty easy transition of, hey, why don't you take over emails? 
But then other roles, you know, editing or the technical side, like she mentioned, you know, I kind of have that background. So that tends to fall in my lane a little bit more. So really just, you know, we got to sit down and work through and kind of talk through, hey, what works? What do you like doing? What do you not like doing? Um, and there's lots of things that we find, hey, I actually enjoy doing that one. And I, and I know you don't enjoy doing it. Um, and so why don't I take this one on? Because then it's a win-win for both of us. And did you find that you were able to kind of, was it easy to see, I guess, the differences in your personalities up front when you first met and began dating, exploring a relationship together? Were you able to see those differences up front and, and see how the strengths and weaknesses were compatible with each other? Or was that something that you've learned over time? Honestly, I think that's something that we've learned over time. Um, you know, since we do get to spend so much time together and working in the business together, we kind of see what works. Um, and so I can't say it was really apparent when we first started of, oh, hey, it's obvious that I should be doing this. It's one of those things of, you know, coming back to the email thing. You know, I used to write the emails and I'd kind of run it by Amber just to say, hey, just double check my spelling, grammar, stuff like that. Well, over time, that kept tweaking a little bit more and she'd keep tweaking things and tweaking things. And it's like, you know what, instead of me writing <laughs> and you tweaking things, why don't you just write them? Oh, well, that, makes, that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> right. And so that's how that transition kind of happened. You know, we just kind of learned that huh, that tends to be more of your strength versus, you know, my strength would be elsewhere or you could consider that one of my weaknesses you know I, I just don't excel necessarily in that area so you know I hand it over to the person that really does it well that's really great well and, and going back to the comment that you made about your faith I think this is really interesting you know whether our, our listeners um, are of a particular faith or not what we're talking about here is is well certainly a faith in a in a bigger power, but then also a value set that goes along with that, that you're both right. striving to maintain. And when you've got something that's bigger than yourself to consider, to think about, to work toward together, that is a really, really powerful factor in developing a healthy relationship. So I think that's a really, really interesting point. Now, how do you, you mentioned that you, you, you exert a good bit of energy, both serving your clients as well as each other. How do you make sure that you don't get burnt out serving your clients? And then that, of course, translates in a negative way to your relationship. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, so we have, I have a whole quote wall. And one of the quotes <laughs> I have is, we love because he first loved us. Um, it's a Bible verse from First John. Um, and sometimes it is hard not to get burnt out. You know, you feel like you're giving, 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 giving. And sometimes um, that can really that can really drain you. But we just remember, you know, God gave us so much. We have so much to be thankful for. Um, he's blessed us with these clients. He's blessed us with these opportunities. And so it just gives us the drive to be faithful with what we've given, um, even if it feels like we're being just faithful with the little things right now. Um, I think it really helps us pour our hearts into other people um, because we want to love them. We want to reflect the love that Christ gave us. Um, and I think that's really our motivation for serving when sometimes we don't really feel like we have the energy. And and one of the things that, you know, more on, let's say, a, a practical level on the day to day, um, to me, it's really rewarding to to as we're taking these pictures to see, you know, what we captured, to see those emotions. Um, to me, one of the most exciting days um, besides the wedding day is the album delivery day. To me, that's just super exciting because we get to finally hand over this gorgeous album and see the reactions on our clients' faces. We always try to meet with them in person, you know, as much as practical. And it's just really rewarding to see, oh, you know, they're just so excited about reliving their wedding day and how excited they are about the pictures. So, you know, it's, to me, that's, that's one of the rewards as well is just seeing the um, result of it. I love it. Well, but both maintaining perspective as well as having those tangible experiences, uh, that are so rewarding. Uh, these are great pieces of advice and, and elements of both keeping a, a healthy relationship at home as well as running a business that I think our listeners can take to heart and apply. So I really appreciate 
that advice and that perspective. I think it's absolutely wonderful. Talk to us a little bit, first of all, about your, as we're getting into the business realm here, about what type of photography business that you run. And, and the question that I always like to ask is, what is your brand position in your local market, which, and, and maybe even comment on your market too, because during our conversation in Nashville, I was really fascinated by the market that you're in and the type of business you've been able to establish in it. Sure. Yeah. So, um, so we're wedding photographers, so we do exclusively weddings, engagements, bridals, things like that. Um, so we're in the Huntsville, Alabama market. And something that's really interesting about Huntsville is we are full of engineers and um, rocket very, very scientists. rocket scientists, <laughs> very, very technical people. Yeah. Um, so people here tend to be very numbers oriented, very analytical. Um, and so there's not that they don't make decisions based on emotion, but things are just much more analytical here. So it's really a different kind of market to work with. Um, so our brand positioning, like we are very vibrant and joyful, you know, our pictures are very full of color. They're full of life. Um, there's, they're full of joy. Um, so that's really what we try and bring out in our entire business. Um, so we tend to go for, with our brand, we go for a lot of gardens, historic neighborhoods, plantations, kind of things like that, that we can tie into, um, the feel of our brand, the vibrancy, things like that. Um, and we really, we really, um, have a brand that's revolving around the client experience. Like our favorite tagline is the journey is just as amazing as the destination. And we kind of tie that into how the entire experience from day one, the entire experience actually affects how they feel on their wedding day, how they feel about their pictures. Um, and we have such an impact on that. So we try and make every every aspect so great um, that it makes the overall outcome even better. You know, it's one of those things I'm thinking way back to when, when we first started doing photography and even when I did it before, I think there was one client that emailed me like a month or a week before the wedding and they were just checking in, make sure it's still there and, you know, want to make sure it's going to show up for their wedding. And looking back on that now, you know, for us to disappear for more than, I don't know, a week, two weeks or something and our clients not hear something from us is quite unusual. So we always have these touch points, always being, you know, very experiential, very relational throughout the whole process. So we're always, you know, staying in contact with them. And uh, yeah, to, to think back on the days when it's like, hey, just want to make sure you're still there and going to show up to my wedding. Yeah. You know, we've taken such a completely different turn from that uh, to where we're at today. Well, and again, it's very proactive in nature, which, uh, you know, when I consider what it would be like to constantly be responding to email, it, it seems overwhelming to me. I, I ran a photography business or helped run a photography business for about 10 years. And um, I mean, email was a, a, a pretty uh, time consuming element of our business at that point. But even today, and I, I, the last wedding that I shot was in 2012. Today, about five years later, uh, this this element of immediate response that you referred to earlier is just so prominent. And so having to constantly respond to emails would be overwhelming if it weren't for the fact that you guys are being extremely structured and proactive in the way that you're managing that communication. And I think that's really, really important for our listeners to keep in mind. It's not just simply listening to that ding on your phone or your, your laptop, or your desktop <laughs> and responding. You actually have a structure in place that helps you minimize the, the amount of those emails coming in and maximizing uh, the positive experience for your clients, which I think is really, really great. And I think this is also a really good segue into my next question, which has to do with something I referred to earlier, your About Us page. Um, you see a lot of different types or styles of About Us pages on photographers' websites. And, and frankly, a lot of them kind of bore me to death. It's, it's kind of egocentric. The <laughs> photographers are talking about their artistic prowess and their background. And, uh, and it's, it's, I don't know, I, I don't so much feel like I'm getting to know them as getting to know their ego. 
And, <laughs> and, and the case of you guys' website, it's, you mentioned your, your style being very vibrant and airy and light. And I, I definitely get that sense as I'm scrolling. I'm, I'm actually on the website right now and on that particular page scrolling through. It's, it's friendly. It is bright and airy. Um, but I'm actually getting to know not so much your artistic side as much as you, who you guys are, what you like, what you enjoy, how you spend your time. Um, you talk about your favorite adventures. And if I scroll down a little bit more, your, your favorite coffee shops. Um, <laughs> and then keep on going, your bucket list. And, and then favorite inspirational quotes, uh, favorite Bible verses, favorite movies. Uh, and by the way, I have to say Pride and Prejudice, one of the most beautiful <laughs> movies that I've ever seen. <laughs> Thank you. We, we can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> it, is on, it is on the slow side, but it is from a, from a cinematic standpoint, it is seriously one of the most beautiful movies I've, I've ever seen. So I, I, we can definitely be friends. But um, this is a really inviting About Us page, and I just wanted to get your take, your perspective on how you planned this and, and designed it the way that you did. Yeah, so I'll let Amber kind of talk through some of the details, but I, I think you're kind of right as far as, you know, what about pages at least used to look like, and, you know, even ours, uh, not more than a month ago, you know, it used to look very differently. Because if you think back, you know, way back when people would even talk about themselves in the third person, and it's, you know, about the product and about what they're doing. And then it kind of took this turn relatively recently towards trying to become a little bit more personal. And then we started having lists of, you know, here's things that I like. And that's actually what we just departed from as far as, you know, lists of here's 10 things that I like. Um, and so trying to get to this more, again, following this experiential path through our whole business, you know, really trying to provide them, they know our pictures, they know our prices, they know what we look like, but really trying to get to know us because, you know, we're the one thing that defines our business different from anybody else's. So really trying to get to know us gets you to know the whole business a little bit more. All right, there is so many things I can say about this, but I do want to quick uh, go back to your comments about not being tied to your inbox, and that is so true. So one of the best decisions I've made for my productivity is when I turned off the notification for email. Um, so I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, so yes, responding quickly is awesome, but don't don't be so tied to your inbox you can't get anything else done. Well, and, I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> absolutely. Well, and that's great. And this is something that we've talked before on, on the podcast. Uh, I referred to this on the podcast multiple times before, which is the idea of turning notifications off. We can very easily be slaves to our computers, to our phones, if we leave those notifications on. Again, you guys are being very proactive and structured in the way that you approach your email management. Um, I have the luxury personally of, of having a cust customer support team that's helping me manage our customers at Photographer's Edit. And so I can schedule my email for 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then leave notifications off the rest of the day. Photographers who are running their own businesses or sole proprietors, mm. maybe they schedule it for, say, you know, 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, another one at 1 o'clock, maybe another at 4 o'clock. And that way they, they have it scheduled, but they're the boss of their time. They're the ones deciding when they're going to that versus the other way around. So I, I love that you commented on that. I appreciate that clarification. Um, take us back, though, to the About Us page because yeah, I really want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry for interruption, but yeah, the best decision I've ever made is that. Um, but yeah, so the about page. So I have to give a little shout out to Justin and Mary Marantz. Um, There's some photography educators. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of them. For sure. Um, but they have been doing some classes that really help me understand how to make the right connections with your ideal brides. Um, so you really need to understand your brides and what they like and how they want to connect with you. And so we knew that we wanted our about section to be different and fun. Um, so we were looking at revamping our about section. You know, I just went and I looked at a whole bunch of about sections and I realized they're all kind of the same. You know, they all say kind of the same thing, just in slightly different ways. 
So we were like, okay, what can we do that will let people understand us um, and that they'll let them connect with the people that we are? Um, and so we're really relationally based. So attracting people who are going to become our friends fits our brand really well. Um, because by the time we get to the wedding day, our clients are our are, are friends and we still keep in touch with all of them. Um, so that's really a big part of our brand. Um, so we brought in things that we get really excited about. Um, you know, if you sit down with us on a coffee date, we're going to talk to you about coffee shops. We're going to talk <laughs> to you about travel. We'll be like, hey, where in the world have you been? And, and like those are the things that we really, really love to talk about. And so kind of the thought behind it is we want to attract the kind of people who get excited about the same things they we do. They get excited about coffee and traveling the world and exploring and um, things like that. So that was really kind of what drove us to do all those categories um, as far as that goes. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, th I think one of the things to, to point out maybe to those listening in, I think one of the big differentiators between the information that you have about yourself on, on your site uh, and those that I've seen on, on other websites is that it's not presumptuous in any way. And there's just very simple little things that you like or that you enjoy, things that you've done together or the things that you enjoy on your own. Um, you know, something as simple as uh, you want to take a, a train across the country. I mean, I, I, that <laughs> yeah. sounds like an absolutely amazing adventure. Um, or, you know, open, open your own coffee shop. I mean, that, that could be a whole podcast in and of itself, because this is actually <laughs> something that I've considered as well. So, um, but these are all kind of random facts that are really fun, but they're not presumptuous in any way. It does allow the, the potential client to get to know who you guys are a little bit. And, and the pictures, you know, it's still amazing to me how you can go to a photography website and maybe see an individual image of the photographer. Your website, in the case of your website, there are so many pictures of you guys, but again, not presumptuous in nature, just extremely friendly and laid back. And, and you, you get the feeling that you guys are pretty cool people. And, um, <laughs> and, and so I, your choice of imagery even is absolutely wonderful as well. So uh, I, this is a really great example for the photographers who are either maybe they're they're just getting started and they want to put it together a website and they're trying to figure out how to best communicate their brand message to their potential clients or those photographers who are in business and they want to revamp their website and make a change to their about page i think this is a really great example yeah and that's one of those things that you know you kind of mentioned and amber mentioned as well just as far as the layout's concerned you know we used to have kind of the the list of you know 10 12 things kind of random facts about us which are which are really kind of cool but then it's trying to figure out, okay, how do we how do we really get at what we're excited about? So, you know, we mentioned coffee and travel and Bible quotes and things like that. And honestly, I don't know where Amber came up with this idea because I think it was all from her, just as far as like putting those categories in there and then kind of talking more about those categories. And yeah, you come up with some pretty random facts about us, but at least they're based <laughs> in the categories of, you know, things that we really enjoy and things that we talk about and connect with. You know, if we sit, as she mentioned, if we sit down to talk about something, it's going to be travel and coffee and, you know, these, these various connection points that really mean a lot to us. And so using that in our about section is really trying to bring together or bring to us those people who are also interested in that and, and have that point of connection of, oh, wow, you traveled to here. I'd love to hear more about it. We've talked about going there. How about you guys? Um, so it really kind of gives, you know, attracts the type of client that we're looking for. And actually going on a slightly deeper level, um, a lot of the things that we talked about on our about page are actually our brand boosters. So if you follow us on Instagram, social media, um, you're going to see a lot of coffee. You're going to see a lot of travel. You're going to see a lot of gardens. You know, so it's actually very strategic um, on a, a deeper level of what we want to connect to people with. Um, so just a side note, if people are trying to do their about page, um, tying your brand boosters into your about section can be really helpful for creating that continuity and building trust. 
I love that. And, and will you just give our listeners a, a simple definition of brand booster, what you're referring to by that? Yeah, definitely. I think I, I think maybe that's what Caitlin James or somebody calls it um, that I picked up on. So a brand booster is something that's not necessarily directly related to your work, but it's related to your brand. Um, so for us, we love coffee. Um, so we show a lot of coffee on our Instagram and we travel the world looking for epic coffee shops. And we have an entire hashtag, JA Coffee Adventures, things like that. So now when people see coffee, then they're like, oh, hey, I just visited this great coffee shop and I thought of you guys, you know, we'll get emails like that. Um, so it's just random things that people can connect with on a different level that brings your business top of mind. So like coffee is a big brand booster traveling and um, we love to travel. So we use that as a brand booster. So you sh we have um, blog posts about different places we've been. We show it on social capital media. Capital Adventures. Yeah, Capital Adventures. We visit trying to visit all the state capitals. Um, so yeah, so brand booster is just something that you can connect to your brand over and over and over that keeps you top of mind. That's perfect. And at, at the end of the podcast, I'll have you guys share both your website as well as your Instagram account so that our listeners can can follow you and learn a little bit more about what this all means. But getting back to the topic of client experience, I, I wanted just to have you comment on two or three things that you've done that have made a big difference when it comes to improving your client's experience and, and the way that they engage with your business. And this is a really important topic. I mentioned earlier, it's, it's, it's a theme that has kind of popped up in the Boca podcast over the last few months. And um, I think it's particularly important now more than ever uh, because with technology, pretty much anybody can take a, at least a decent image, if not a good image, and of course, throw a filter or a Lightroom preset on there and call it a day. So we, we have a, a bigger responsibility as professional photographers to take our business to the next level. And, and the biggest way that we can do that is by creating a unique experience, certainly a positive experience, but a unique experience for our clients. So if you don't mind just commenting on what you guys have done in your business, this is something that you've really spent time and energy focusing on to improve the experience of your clients. That would be awesome. Yeah, and I think Amber has a, a list of a couple different things that have really stood out. But a couple of things that I just wanted to mention real quick along those lines, you know, having an about page like that, um, putting together the blog posts, even from their engagement shoot, um, the things we put up on Facebook and Instagram, it allows people to connect with that and then ultimately to connect with us. So then when we show up on the wedding day, it's not like, oh, hey, there's the photographers. They have a camera. That must be the photographers, right? No, I mean, we've we've walked into a bridal getting ready suite and even the bridesmaids are like, oh, wow, it's Joel and Amber. It's so excited. I feel like I know you guys. <laughs> already or you know you sit down and meet somebody at a client meeting they're like oh wow i really feel like i know you guys already that's awesome um, so so something along those lines uh, something in there has been working and it's really exciting to see that to see that connection even before we've met them you know to show up to a wedding and the bridal party knows who we are oh i love seeing the pictures and and just how you write you know the the uh, word content that Amber puts in the blog posts along with the pictures, you know, really developing that connection. And we've not even met these people. So it's really exciting to see how well that's worked um, and to see the results of that effort. You know, like you said, too, there are so many photographers now, um, you know, even with iPhones are becoming more and more amazing. But there's so much competition in the photography industry um, that especially if you're charging higher prices, you have to have something that stands out. I mean, like you said, you know, good pictures don't necessarily cut it anymore. And so you really have to bring, build your brand around your experience and around you. Um, and that's what builds trust and excitement. Um, I think when people really get to know us, they become friends with us. Um, they get really excited and they totally trust our expertise on it and they totally trust our vision. Um, and I think the good experience is really, really powerful for creating referrals. 
Um, you know, we build that trust with our brides. They love their experience. They just can't get over how amazing their experience was. They're going to go tell all their friends about it. And then they tell their vendors how amazing it was. And the vendors build trust in us too, which is also more referrals. Um, so we really feel like the whole client experience is just so key in um, just keeping a sustainable business where you continue to grow and grow and you, you continue to build that client base. And it's really interesting to kind of seeing how we've transitioned from, you know, way back when everybody was concerned about price and got to get the, get the lowest price on things. And it was about quality. Okay. Price is great, but we really need some good quality to moving now towards the experience of, okay, we can get things for a relatively low price for really good quality. Now I want to feel differently when I buy this thing. You know, that's the whole branding behind Max. Um, so we're kind of following that same train of thought. And that's basically the economy that we're in today is this experiential economy. So really trying to build not just, you know, putting good pictures out there and putting decent prices on it, but really have an experience that's different and that stands out. And that's completely different from uh, what you see or get elsewhere. Well, and I think you summed it up really well when, when you mentioned that question, how do I feel when I engage with, with this brand? I think that's a really good question for our photographers, our listeners, uh, to consider when they're developing their client experiences, how are they making or how are they going to make their clients or potential clients feel in all the interactions, whether they're online or in person, whether they're meeting with them or actually photographing them, how are they making them feel? And that really does make a massive difference. And then whether or not they are able to continue to and, and how much they're able to continue to build their business. Something else that, that came to mind, too, as you were talking is, you know, as, as noisy as social media is these days, as, as you know, the millions of people that are on it, um, and whether they're running ads or, or otherwise, the, the advantage that we have within social media is that we have a connection to a social network. And as long as we are making a concerted, a very proactive effort, as you guys are, to create a really great experience for our clients, um, it's relatively easy for them to refer others to that same social network, and we can very easily build a sustainable business from that network. So uh, again, 2017, the experience, the client experience, it, it couldn't be more important. And I'm excited to hear the recommendations that you guys have for our listeners as to how they can build that better client experience. Well, and it's really interesting too, um, Chris Anderson in his book, The Long Tail, has talks about how, we're, how we've moved from the information age to the recommendation age. In other words, you can find any information out there. I mean, information on every single topic is out there. Well, how do you know where to go to or who to use or who to hire? And that's where that relational, uh, the referral age starts coming in. And that, you know, what's the first thing that you're going to do when looking for a whatever your business is? Let's say wedding photographer. Typically, you're going to ask your friends either in person or on Facebook. Hey, do you guys have any recommendations for, you know, pick your vendor, whatever it is. Um, sure, you'll, you'll go on to Google as well, but then you're just inundated with choices. So how do you know who to pick? You ask your friends. Right. So we're really trying to build that referral network uh, or more that, you know, give them the experience, give them something to talk about. Um, again, that's why I like the album part of it so much. Um, it gets, you know, it's super exciting for them to have this piece of art to hang on to and to show to their friends. And so that's kind of a, a booster for us is to be able to give them something that they can then show to their friends. And then it gives them something to talk about. Oh, yeah, our photographers are really amazing. They did this, this and this for us. And, you know, it just helps build that culture, build that environment for them. So one of our biggest things we do um, is we have a quote that says, do small things with great love from Mother Teresa. And I think that's been so true in our client experience um, is, you know, even just the little emails, the little tiny things. When you do those well and you really serve um, from your heart with the little things, 
it really, really adds up to an overall client experience that makes a difference. Um, so really just paying attention to the little things is one of the first tips we have. Um, another thing is creating resources. Um, so this is something we've really been building up over the last few months, and it has made a huge difference um, in our client experience. So like I said, it vastly cuts down on the number of emails you get because you answer questions before they become questions. Um, so we have an entire wedding magazine that we give them when they book full of all kinds of FAQs, things like that. Um, we're actually in the process. We haven't released it yet. So if there's any brides <laughs> listening, they'll get a sneak peek. Um, we're actually creating an entire resource library um, where we'll have all kinds of guides and eBooks, um, just all kinds of resources on the wedding planning process album customization, pretty much anything that they're going to need to know during the entire experience, they're going to have at their fingertips. And that's something that, that we're really excited about, um, just creating resources to educate them and equip them, um, because we found that that can really just make the entire experience so much better. Um, so that's something we're really excited about. I've got um, a couple also, of questions already, if yeah, you don't mind. Absolutely. So the, the first absolutely. the first tip that you mentioned was focusing on the little things. You mentioned emails. What are some of the other little things that you put that extra energy into in, in interacting with your clients? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, the wedding day comes to mind. You know, grandma's there and mom's there. And, you know, there's a lot of people besides just the bride and groom who you can serve in small ways, whether it's getting them uh, a bottle of water or, um, you know, taking some special picture of them and their, their kids together, things like that. So I think it's just seeing the little opportunities for kindness, um, throughout the whole experience, whether it's just sending a little email note to just encourage your brides, if you know, it's a stressful time, um, just little, little things like that, I think can really add up to be a big difference. One of the little things that's, it's kind of funny when you think about it, um, you know, we're going to a wedding, so we want to dress like we're going to a wedding and it's really easy, especially in the South to, Oh man, it's so hot. I got to wear something a little bit cooler for sure. But at the same time we're in the South, we're going to a wedding. It's relatively formal affairs. So, you know, it's just the little thing of putting on a tie or a jacket or a dress or, you know, uh, slightly fancier shoes or something like that. Just the kind of tiny little things that people might not notice, but they notice if it doesn't happen. Yeah. And like when we go to engagement shoots, um, we have a bag that we bring for the groom to put his car keys and his cell phone and the bride can put her shoes in, oh, that's awesome. you know, so, so that way I can carry it around for her. So just those little in between things that you wouldn't normally think about. I think all those things just add up to become a really full experience for them. Absolutely. Well, and you guys mentioned the word serve or service earlier. And I think um, it's been really easy in, in recent years, something that I've seen online you look at conversations amongst photographers uh, a lot of the conversation, unfortunately, becomes more about how is the client serving me versus the other way around? How am I serving them? And so that that focus on serving the client in every seemingly little aspect of the interaction with that client, whether it's prior to the wedding day, on the wedding day, or after the wedding day in the process of delivering products, um, putting that extra energy into serving them, making it about them, I'm sure it translates to just an absolutely amazing experience. And I think that's a really great recommendation. Yeah. So um, another quick thing is our client gifts. We're very strategic with client gifts. Um, so we build everything into parts of our brand. Um, and so, for instance, like when we give them coffee mugs, that relates to our love for coffee. And we also talk about how important it is to just take quiet time together um, to forget about the craziness of the wedding planning and just enjoy um, their relationship 
Um, we give them books on marriage to really encourage them to focus on their marriage and not just the wedding plans. Um, so we also have a whole system of client gifts that's very strategic for building a solid experience as well. That's interesting. Now, do you do you give gifts specific to the client? So, for example, um, you know, I, I actually like to send coffee to our Boca podcast interviewees. I'm going to make sure that I do that for you guys because we've got a great local oh, roaster here yes. in Chattanooga. Nice. Um, but but for those who don't drink coffee, obviously, I wouldn't send them coffee. So in, in the case of your clients, are you giving them gifts specific to their personality or their preferences? That is such a good question. Um, so we used to send coffee to everybody. Um, and then we realized a lot of people didn't like coffee. So we tried to be a little bit. So most how people dare get they? The, right. Yeah. So most people get the same gift. You know, I've done it where if we're meeting with the bride and, you know, we're bonding over how much we love cake and frosting, you know, I'll send her a handwritten copy of my favorite frosting recipe. You know, like I'll, I'll include things like that in sometimes um but really we do the mugs because that's a pretty general general gift um we do there is one point where we give a starbucks gift card so we tell them to read the five love languages and have a a date night um but starbucks also has tea and pastries so we just kind of write a little note in there be like hey you know go get your tea and pastries so we try to kind of to to use our system but kind of tweak it to the individual personalities and likes as well that's great well these are really great recommendations and Advice, and I know that you'd mentioned uh, when we were chatting prior to the podcast, uh, you'd mentioned a, a resource that you were working on. And at the end of the podcast, uh, we'll let our listeners know where they can find that, where you further expound on how to create a better experience for um, for their clients. I really appreciate you sharing uh, your both your experience as well as those things that you've implemented in your business. This is really really awesome for our listeners. And as we close out the conversation, um, something that I'd, I'd like to find out from those that come on the Boca podcast is what they do to create free time for themselves as business owners. Because I don't know about you guys, but for me, still the biggest draw to running my own business or owning my own business is the freedom, the flexibility that I can have. It's not necessarily that I always have it, um, but that is certainly probably the biggest advantage in my mind. And so I'm just curious what you guys do to create free time for yourselves and then maybe what you do with some of that free time. <laughs> That's a really good question. Kind of, I think Amber mentioned this earlier. What, what free time? <laughs> <laughs> it is um, easy to the, get bogged down for sure. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, kind of uh, alluding to the energy and excitement we have for this, we want to work on it. You know, nine o'clock at night, it's like, oh, man, I got to put, put away this resource guide and, and stop working on it. <laughs> Um, but one of the things that we certainly focus on um, every Sunday is our, our off day. Um, you know, we always find that's a day of rest and relaxation and going to church and worship. So we've we've made a commitment early on in our business that Sundays are always a day off. So we even have an autoresponder letting people know, hey, if you don't hear from us within two hours like you're probably used to, <laughs> it's because Sundays are off day. We'll get to you first thing on Monday morning. That's great. Um, and that really drives back to, you know, the faith and the foundation of our business. Um, but also, you know, it really depends on your situation in life. You know, for us right now, um, we have a lot of time to work on our business. We don't have kids. So we have the, the time and energy to really invest into our business. You know, if we had a couple of kids or, you know, we're both working other jobs or something, it would be a lot harder to really devote much time to our business. Um, or you simply need to take more time off to spend it with a family. Um, but that's one of those things since we work together all the time and as we travel or go elsewhere, you know, we can keep talking and working through it. And, you know, even even our vacations in some sense or a work vacation is kind of a, a normal vacation for us. You know, it's really enjoyable. Um, so trying to set those boundaries is 
um, helpful. Go ahead, Amber. Yeah, so I'm going to also balance the other side where, contrary to what it sounds like, we actually don't work all the time. <laughs> um, we do take some time for fun. So outsourcing has been one of our big things, and I know that's yep. something that Photographer's Edit has been big on. But outsourcing our editing was the best decision we made for our business. That was the first thing we outsourced changed our life. And that's actually what gives us the time to do all of these guides and resources, um, which gives us more time because we're not answering the emails. Um, but we do try to give ourselves some downtime. Um, we like to read in the evenings when we can. We like to get out and travel. Um, so we, we do spend a lot of time traveling. Um, so we work really hard when we're at home. And then when we travel, we kind of have that time to just really enjoy those experiences as well. So that's kind of what our balance is like. Work hard sometimes and play hard the other times. <laughs> I love it. Work okay. hard, play hard. Well, and, and yes. you know, some, you were talking about, though, Joel, I, I love your perspective, too, um, about the fact that, hey, you actually love what you do. Um, yeah. And as long as I think that the, the balance there is as long as and, and this is what you were describing, as long as the work isn't um, sucking so much of your energy that it, it becomes or that you get burnt out. Uh, or becomes a detriment to either you personally or to your relationship, then who, who's to criticize you spending extra time on, on the business? Now, I think at the end of the day, it's, it's I know for me personally, as much as I've been, you know, 110% focused on this notion of kind of minim minimizing work and maximizing time uh, doing other things, for some people, work is largely what gives them energy. They get excited about it. And as long as it's not a detriment to them individually, as long as it's not a detriment to the relationships in their life, then more power to them. And it looks like you guys have found a really nice balance in that. So that's that's really wonderful. Yeah, and the, and that's really, you know, it, we're trying, we have the time now to build our business. So, you know, maybe a day down the road, we don't have to work quite as hard on it because we've built this foundation for it. So we're kind of taking the opportunities that we've been given to work with what we've got. And yeah, we, we really enjoy it. But that's not to say there's some nights when it's like, you know what, it's seven o'clock, we just got to call it a night and we'll yeah. throw in a, a TV show or, you know, whatever it is. Pride and Prejudice. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this has been really great. You guys are, are just such wonderful people to to chat with, to hang out with. I wish that our listeners could actually meet you in person and hopefully they get a chance to at some point because even just a few minutes that we had a chance to hang out in Nashville, I really enjoyed uh, spending time with you guys and I'm, I'm hoping that yeah. we get to make that coffee date happen sometime soon. Um, but I'd love for our listeners to find out where they can see both your website as well as uh, your social media online. So if you don't mind sharing that with them, that would be great. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So our website is simply joelandamber.com. Um, and of course, you can find our About Us page on there if you want to see what we've been talking about for part of this podcast. Um, and then our Facebook and Instagram as well, same sort of thing, Facebook and Instagram.com slash joelandamber. Um, so that's how you can find us online. Um, something else I'm going to make a little plug here. I don't know if Amber knew I was going to do this one or not. Um, because we love small business so much, we love working with the vendors. We love having this experience and relationship with the other vendors that we've worked with all the time. Um, she's actually started, I think it's been over a year, is it even two years now? Uh, two years or so. Um, that she's been writing this uh, Happy Monday. And so basically every Monday morning, sending out what used to just be a little quote or a little bit of encouragement has now turned into even more of an um, inspirational quote with a lot of descriptions behind it and, you know, kind of talking to kind of some of these whys and some of these good business practices and good business ideas. Um, so if you guys want to be involved in that, um, sign up for Amber's email list for Happy Mondays. They come out typically every Monday morning to give you your, your shot of inspiration as you start the week. Um, and so we can uh, link a, um, uh, send a link for that as well. That's yes. great. And we also, yeah, and we also created something just for this podcast. Um, so we actually put together a quick start guide um, for client experience. It's five easy tips for improving your client experience this week. So they're super basic, super easy things to implement. And we will send you a link 
Um, so that way people can access that if they want and download some of our best tips. This is perfect. And what I'll do is make sure that um, both the links to your website, to Instagram, uh, to these resources, uh, Happy Monday, all of that is in the show notes of the podcast. Um, so if you guys go to photographersedit.com slash podcast, um, you can find the show notes there with the podcast episode. And then you also uh, we'll also send that information out in our newsletter so that um, our Photographers Edit users can see that information there as well. But again, I can't thank you guys enough for making time to do this today, for sharing both your, your wonderful energy and excitement uh, <laughs> for what you do and for each other with the listeners, as well as what you've learned in business, specifically about creating a better experience for our clients. Thank you so much for making the time to do this. Yeah. Thank awesome. you so much for having us on. It's been such an opportunity for us and we're just so thankful to be able to talk with you. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast. Please let us know what you thought by leaving us a review in iTunes. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me, Nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com.